When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We saw yeah. Trey at North Dakota State under center. This guy is electric. The San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance. I want to be a leader for these guys. Do they think that Trey Lance can develop without playing? It's time for the 49ers to go all in on him. You got to go against what's safe and go for what can be big. He's just got that makeup that the great ones do. He's going to get his chance to go show that. We saw Trey Lance in action in San Francisco's final preseason game last night. We're going to tell you the reason his inconsistency is a concern behind the scenes. Plus, an update on Jimmy G's future is on the way there. Welcome to NFL Live, everybody. we got Jeff Saturday here. Ryan Clark is here as well. Also, Jeff Darlington, which means we got way too many Jeffs on the way show. Way too many so Jeffs. Am I too far away? Yeah, <laughs> Never, enough Jeffs. Never enough Jeffs. Never enough Jeffs. I mean, right RC, do I stink or something? I did no, take a shower no, no. yesterday. All right, so we're, we got a lot to get to, though. We're going to get to the news throughout the show today but let's begin with the final preseason games happening across the league Saturday what are you paying close attention to this weekend Steelers QB competition Mitchell Trubisky Kenny Pickett where are we going with this listen I like what Pickett has done but the kid holds the ball over three mm. seconds per drop that is not going to work in the NFL he's going to have to cut that down Trubisky don't forget took the Bears with Matt Nagy to the playoffs twice I think Trubisky's job early but I'm looking forward to seeing the competition you know what? I'm not tripping on the competition because obviously it's not one in New England that Matt <laughs> Patricia will be calling the plays. But I want to see the progression of this offense under a new offensive coordinator, an offense coordinator who's never done the job. Mac Jones is looking to take that big leap from year one to year two. Will this be the right staff to get him there? Ryan, I am so curious about the Miami Dolphins offense. I'm down here. I can tell you right now that Mike McDaniel is a vibe. Everybody down here is buying into what he is selling so far. Tua Tungavailoa, when I talk to people out there, is having an exceptional camp. I want to see if this offense can continue to take the next step. This is very important dress rehearsal for Mike McDaniel, who is a first-time head coach, trying to navigate all of the ins and outs that come with these types of things. Yeah, speaking of dress rehearsal, Saturday is going to be a big one for Jacoby Brissett. We finally see him start for the Browns against the Bears. First time for this preseason. Kevin Stefanski did say this is going to be a real indicator of sorts to prepare for the Panthers and Baker Mayfield, of course. And important for the veteran quarterback Brissett to show what he's going to bring to the table for the Browns until Deshaun Watson's suspension is over. Also, I know it's preseason. I just saw the Bears, and they've won both their preseason games so far. They looked inspired, so watch out for them a little bit in this game. Let's get back to last night, though. Trey Lance and the 49ers visiting the Texans. Another important opportunity for Lance. First quarter, 49ers first possession, and Lance being chased. He gets it to Kyle Juszczyk, though. Yeah, under pressure all night. Gets outside of it, puts a strike on Juszczyk, makes a nice play. Feeling pretty confident, starting pretty nice. Yeah, that looked good early, RC. That was good for a first down. Later, though, in the drive, third and two, Lance lofting a long pass down the sideline. Debo Samuel not able to come up with it. What'd you see there? Obviously, you take this throw because you have the press man in the third and short, but you have to put the football in front of Debo to give him a chance. Another opportunity there, unable to connect with Kittle, though. Can't have that. that, that yeah. that's, a, that that's a bread and butter must-have. Easy throw. 
All right, so Lance, not great. 7 for 11 for the night, 49 passing yards. The 49ers lose to the Texans, and here's Trey Lance. Uh, it never feels feels good to, to lose, but uh, man, we'll learn from it, turn the page. Uh, not going to make a bigger deal out of it than we need to, for sure. But, uh, man, like I said, man, never feels good to lose. Some ugly stuff out there, for sure. Um, Man, definitely wasn't our best night, but uh, like I said, man, we're not going to make a big deal, too big of a deal out of it. Uh, watch the tape tomorrow, learn from it, get better. Uh, it was pretty rough. I mean, I, we didn't play clean at all. Offensively, just, you know, way too much penalties. Um, I think offense especially, but it was also defense and special teams. Um, and then I just thought we struggled to execute, so I thought it was pretty sloppy play and uh, wish it could have been cleaner. Okay, so not mincing words there. Lance played three series in the preseason finale. The 49ers didn't score on any of them. For the preseason as a whole, Trey Lance completed 11 of his 16 passing attempts for 141 yards and a touchdown. Of course, that was a 76-yarder to rookie Danny Gray in the preseason opener against the Packers. Up next for Lance, the 49ers, the real stuff. Regular season opener against the Bears in Chicago. RC, listen, it's preseason, we get it, but every time you see Trey Lance play, it kind of feels important because he's played so little. What was your biggest takeaway from last night from him? That Trey Lance is going to have to understand that he's no longer a man amongst boys. Mm. Trey Lance has to realize that these defensive linemen, the linebackers that are chasing him, the coverage back units on the back end are better than he's ever seen in his entire life. And every time I talk to Jeff, he reminds me of how little football Trey Lance has played over the last four years. And so when you're watching him last night and you're thinking about just putting the ball in the right position, giving your, giving your uh, receivers opportunities to catch and run after the throw, he wasn't doing those things. Right. I also felt like the pocket awareness has to come a really long way yeah. for Trey Lance yeah. to ever show us what he could truly do from a talent standpoint. Yeah, listen, you and I were talking. This dude has played less football than a lot of college sophomores, yeah. right? Like, like just being yeah, honest, absolutely. right? He's 400 snaps in, in college and in the NFL. That, that's not very much football. So he has a lot to learn, and, and he's, he's drinking water from a fire hose, in all honesty. And everything's <laughs> coming at him really quickly. Offensive line did not play well, so now he's, un, he's being harassed. He's trying to set up and make these throws. This is going to be what this season looks like if you're a 49ers fan there's a lot of potential there's a lot yeah. of excitement there's also going to be some really ugly days last night was an ugly day and if his offensive line doesn't help him this could be a problem throughout the season again it will get back to being better right they'll run the ball they'll get Trent Williams back they'll have some players come back but but some of their offensive line started last night and it was a turnstile and you can mm. see he, he he feels the urgency of letting the ball go and trying to get the ball downfield and there's a lot of pressure when you've had a quarterback that everybody wanted to get rid of that took you to the mm -hmm. Super Bowl and the NFC Championship two out of three years, and you have supplanted him, and really with not very much football yet, there's a lot of pressure that's building for Trey Lance. Yeah, when you think about this in so many of the different layers that are at play here, RC, it's just fascinating because a lot of this roster, and one of the reasons why we said this was one of the best fits for whoever was going to come in as a young quarterback is because the roster is set up yes. really well. But these guys are ready to win now, and Trey Lance needs a lot of time. When you think about the actual season starting, they open against the Bears, those first couple of regular season games, what do you need to see out of Trey Lance to show you that he's ready to go? Well, first off, you got to watch this team win. That's right. right? right. The, the reason you moved on from Jimmy Garoppolo is because you felt like his ceiling was keeping you from truly being the championship team you were supposed to be. But even with that, like if you look at Kyle Shanahan's record in San Francisco, it's 39 and 42. 
Jimmy G is 33 and 14. Thank you. Right? You won a Thank lot you. of football games with Jimmy G. So Trey Lance is going to be judged off of winning. He's going to have to win and sometimes be the reason the San Francisco 49ers win. Not, not win in spite of me, right. but right. win because of me. And if Trey Lance doesn't do that early, they will, there will be some questions on the outside if this is the right move. Okay, so winning because of him, think about his skill set. How does that happen? Is it with his arm? Is it with his legs? It's, it's both. It's both yeah. and, right? When you, when you think about why you moved on from Jimmy G, it opens up a significant amount in the run game, right? The mm. zone read for this quarterback, he is yeah. an athlete in space. He can create with his legs. He can create with his body presence. And then once his legs start to work and defenses adjust, he can hit you with the arm. You heard him talk about earlier in this preseason that he can make some throws that Jimmy G couldn't make, right? Stretch the field and get the ball in positions where they didn't feel comfortable that Jimmy, that Jimmy uh, G could get the ball to. But at the, at the essence of this football team, there's going to be a division. And it's Jimmy G and it's going to be Trey Lance. And at some point, Jimmy G's got to leave the building. Like, they're to. really going to go on. Right. Because to. let me tell you something. This is going to go back. I liken this to, to Shanahan when he was in Washington. RG3 and Kirk Cousins. When the noise starts to come in, and it's the fans, and then it's inside your locker room, and the pressure begins, hey, man, because we know we ain't got Trey Lance's longevity with the, with, with the 49ers. We got to win now. As players, we got to win now. Right. So we want to win. And if we think Jimmy G can get us there faster than Trey Lance, we're, we're all about put our foot on the you gas. Know what, He's got to go. And I know, I know we got to get to, to, to no, no, Darlington. The thing is, too, when you've balled with somebody and you've been to championships That's and you've right. won games, there's a different level of trust you have. There's a different level of love you have. And when you're not playing well, if you start losing games, you'd be like, man, when we were with Jimmy yeah. G, this didn't happen. Right. right, we found ways to win football. Games. And he's been the perfect teammate through all <laughs> yeah. this. I mean, this dude has been quiet. He's working out, throwing balls. Right, he's coming back and rehabbing. Ain't said a word, yeah. man. Like he's perfect teammate too. He's done everything right, which, which makes it even harder. Yeah. Harder I mean, not want him there. Like, like Jeff, the the front office is totally in potentially on being patient with Trey Lance. But the players themselves may be in a totally different situation. And when you think about Jimmy G actually leaving the building, as Saturday referenced there, right. what it. What's the situation right now with that? Yeah, I want to be very clear about something. It is a matter of bookkeeping before Jimmy Garoppolo is not part of the 49ers organization. He's not currently even practicing with the team. So right. there's not this sense in the locker room where he could potentially come in and save the day. They have moved on. Hmm. Now it's a matter of where Jimmy G ends up and how he gets there. He's owed $24.2 million of salary that becomes guaranteed week one. So the 49ers have until week one to make this decision. It doesn't look like a trade market is going to come up. Instead, it looks like Jimmy G will be released. At which point, guys, and this is where it gets interesting, it could be the Seattle Seahawks that could move in to take him. The 49ers and the Seahawks, we know they're division rivals, they play in week two. So it benefits the 49ers to wait as long as possible for Jimmy to not be able to assimilate to that offense. It sounds harsh. But that's the reality right now yeah. facing the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. It's fascinating stuff. We will get into the Seahawks quarterback situation next block. Also, the 49ers have to make a decision on Garoppolo, to Jeff's point, that $27 million cap hit by 4 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday. That's a timeline there when teams must set their 53-man roster. Let's get to a developing story now. Bill's rookie punter Matt Ariza and two of his former San Diego State teammates have been accused of gang raping a 17-year-old girl last October at a party at Ariza. 
Rises residents. According to a lawsuit filed on Thursday, the attorney who filed the suit told ESPN the bills were made aware of the allegations as recently as the end of July. The bill said in a statement that they were aware of the complaint and, quote, conducted a thorough examination, but had no other comment at this time. Because the alleged incident happened before Ariza was drafted, he would not be subject to the league's personal conduct policy. The district attorney has yet to decide whether charges should be filed. The Bills visit the Panthers in a preseason game tonight. We've got more coming your way on NFL Live, so keep it right here. We're just getting started. Tonight, as we mentioned, Drew Locke and Geno Smith have one last chance to claim Seattle's QB1 spot. But here why Jeff and RC say whoever wins the battle still won't be a win for the offense. Plus, without Tyron Smith protecting Dak Prescott this season, the Cowboys offense could have a whole new look. Our O-line captain, Jeff Saturday, tells you whether the Cowboys should be worried about that. NFL Live is brought to you by Hulu. Stream all new episodes of Hulu's original series, Mike, streaming Thursdays only on Hulu. Monday Night Football returns to the 53rd season, and we've got big news as you see Russell Wilson in Seattle leading the Broncos, or returning to Seattle to lead the Broncos against the Seahawks. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman make their Monday Night Football debut with Lisa Salters on the field. 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Deportes and ESPN Plus. Peyton and Eli also back on ESPN too. Don't miss it. Speaking of the Seahawks, quarterback situation may gain a little more clarity tonight. Pete Carroll reiterated again that Geno Smith is the number one. We'll start this game. Carroll said Geno has, quote, held on to that number one spot despite Drew Locke being in the running. Locke's going to play a lot tonight. Remember, he missed week two of the preseason after testing positive for COVID. So, Darlington, what's the latest you're hearing on the Seahawks quarterback competition? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, you know that old line that if you've got two quarterbacks, you don't have one? Woo. That's what it feels like out in Seattle. Now, that's yeah. not what Pete Carroll is saying. He is saying that this is Geno Smith's job, and they'll take 
as long as they want until they get to the point where they feel like they can name him the starter for the regular season. In the meantime, we're all left to wonder, of course, that segment we talked about with Jimmy Garoppolo last uh, block, is this time around, is this going to be Jimmy Garoppolo's job? Can he come in here, uh, say in a week or two, and go ahead and unseat both of these guys? For now, this is an open quarterback competition. It is trending toward Geno Smith being the week one starter. That being said, if Pete Carroll can't name a guy soon, it certainly feels like this quarterback situation is not a great one. Yeah, they're saying that Drew Locke could play about three quarters tonight, so you may see a lot of him. Just one thing from being there recently, and I will say, I mean, this this has now been a week or so ago, but they were not interested at that point in Jimmy G at all. So we'll see how it all plays out, but I, I do think yeah. that's <laughs> worth bringing up. Okay, RC, I know, I know, I see your face. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying that more about they may be looking toward like yeah. next year's draft <laughs> as opposed to just this year, but either way, you seem very concerned about the Seahawks quarterback situation. Well, guys, you know, if you can't have the one you love, sometimes you have to love the one you're with, <laughs> that's right? right? And, and, and that's a little bit of, I feel like, what's going on in Seattle. But also, I think this, this hesitancy to name a starting quarterback is because you know you don't have one, Amen. right? These are, these are the literal definition of backup quarterbacks. Yeah. One was a backup in Denver last year. The other was a backup on this team. Both of them, in some ways, were guys who we already know is not as good as the dude they'll play week one because he started yeah. there and the other mm-hmm. one got traded for him. Mm-hmm. So when you look at this quarterback competition, if you're the Seattle Seahawks, you had to want Drew Locke to come in and not only while you, but win the locker room. Absolutely. This tells me he has not. And when Pete Carroll says Geno Smith has held on to the starting no, job, right? I don't like that. I want yeah. taking control of it. I right. want has totally won it. I want has shown us beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is the best guy to lead this team to victory. That's not what we got. And so if I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan, if I'm Mina Kimes, Right now, I'm trying to find the hey, fastest You're hurt. laser You're hurt. tattoo removal to at no, least take my pet off. And yeah. now I can. A, she got a Seahawks tat. Super Bowl. I can switch. Yes. She can switch alliances, yeah. Laura. <laughs> at least four years. Mina, she better. Mina, if you're watching right now, are you picking a new team? You're absolutely not. She's got a lot more gumption to her than that. Go ahead. Listen, RC said mes- messaging matters. <laughs> matters. Yeah. Matters, man. And this is a terrible message. You know, no one's really won the job. Drew Locke's coming in, and Darcy's point, they brought him in hoping yes. he was going to be the guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and all the preseason games, that's for fans. That is not for coaches to yes. make. Every coach is going to tell you, man, this game, maybe for like two or three dudes, mm-hmm. not for your starting quarterback. It does not mm-hmm. matter yep. for your starting quarterback. They already know who their starting quarterback is, and it pains them to have to announce it <laughs> because who they wanted, it did not work out. The best person they can get is Jimmy G. And this is what I will say they were smart. Patience might pay because if Jimmy G comes in there, he will unseat both of those guys in a matter of days, be able to take this team. But is it too little, too late? Right. That's why the 49ers are holding on to him because if they gave him a whole summer, they right. know week two it would have it would have been a different, a, different yeah, it a different look. So, you know, absolutely. The one other thing I'll say is is in the preseason game, too, when Drew Locke tested positive for COVID, Geno Smith had an opportunity in that game. He played a lot. He could have really done some things. But to your point, they, they only had starting receivers. And, like, Tyler Locke and DK Metcalf – played three plays of the game. Yeah, so it doesn't all, No, it's you can't all tell. about yeah, it's all about practice. Yes. Right. And so they they've shown everything they need to see in practice and everybody in the coaches staff, everybody in the locker room is going 
Ooh. Yeah, this yeah. is where we're Ooh. at. This is what we got to do. <laughs> so, is that we got to win? So this is it. happening probably some other places across the league, too. Let's talk about that. Some other quarterback notes from Jeff Darlington. Let's start in Pittsburgh, Jeff. Yeah, Kenny Pickett might be the guy who's really raising some eyebrows in Pittsburgh, but this remains Mitch Trubisky's team. He will start his third preseason game this weekend. And again, Mitch Trubisky is trending toward being that week one starter. This is his team. But there's a lot of people in Pittsburgh who are paying close attention to Kenny Pickett's time. And this last game went six for seven with a touchdown. Looked really sharp. So as much as it's Trubisky's team, all eyes remain on Kenny Pickett. All right, let's go to the Carolina Panthers where Baker Mayfield is slated to play in this game. This is a dress rehearsal. There's an expectation he'll get at least a quarter of action, maybe a little bit more. But again, Baker Mayfield, the starter of this team, this is being treated as a dress rehearsal. We should see some prolonged time from Mayfield in this game. Uh, we've got another squad, the Patriots. Matt Jones uh, has really not looked all that great through training camp, and he hasn't played all that much in the preseason, and that's caught the attention of some people in New England, maybe who think that Mac Jones should be playing more, but I'm not hearing that that will be the case. I would say that he'll still see pretty minimal action, maybe even just a quarter or so uh, in this preseason. I don't think that Bill Belichick is at a point right now where he thinks these preseason games are all that important. There's a lot of other people, though, who might feel otherwise as Mac Jones continues to try to make his rise in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, Jeff, Bill Belichick also said he was so impressed with Mac Jones's offseason. So I think there's important context there either way. We'll be interested to see how much he plays. Let's get to another top story. A brawl broke out at Bengals and Rams joint practice yesterday. We're going to show you some of it. Uh, Aaron Donald appeared to swing a helmet. That's gotten a lot of attention. This thing was intense, as you can tell. Sean McVay addressed the situation after practice yesterday. Take a listen to what he said. I just see guys swinging, and some guys have helmets on, some don't. There's a scrum. You just never know what can occur. And my biggest concern is is just unnecessary injuries, uh, you know, for people that we're counting on, whether it's for our team or the other team. But what I also understand is these are guys that they stand up for one another. And, you know, how exactly is the right way to handle it? If you guys know the, the answer, I'd love to hear your perspective. <laughs> Well, interesting. I mean, we might tell you here. If McVay is watching right now, we're going to tell him. Darlington first, though. Should we be expecting any discipline to come down from the NFL? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We should not be expecting discipline from the NFL. I was speaking with a league source yesterday who told me, and I was pretty adamant about this, that 
Uh, practice discipline comes from the teams. This is not something that's covered in the personal conduct policy within the CBA. So if there is going to be discipline, it would come from the Rams. And here's Sean McVay there. I, I wouldn't necessarily anticipate that. We should point out, though, just for some precedent, I know there's some people in Cleveland who are probably saying, didn't Miles Garrett get suspended? for six games, basically an indefinite suspension for swinging his helmet. Yes, he did. But again, that was during a game. And oddly enough, because this happened during a practice, it is not for right now in the jurisdiction of the NFL's personal conduct policy. Yeah, oddly is a good way to put it there, Jeff. So Steelers All-Pro defensive tackle Cam Hayward tweeted this out earlier today in references to joint practices. He said, in theory, it sounds cool to see your team compete in a practice setting, but it's basically a two and a half hour wrestling match with no rules or technique, which puts everyone on edge. Guys do things they would never do in a game that could lead to injury. Players fight for their team. Important context from Cam. Jeff Saturday, is there any benefit in your mind to these joint practices, something that you did for many years? Absolutely. And, and listen, I, I, I respect Cam. Heck of a football player. He's also an old man in that locker room. So he sees yeah. it a little bit different, right? If you're an undrafted rookie free agent and coming in, it does help you when you're going against it. I had this happen in my career. We were against the Rams my first year. It matters that you go block their players as well as you block your own. It helps put your name in front of coaches. And so I understand the frustration. I understand the risk when you do, and there's potential fights, all that. There's also potential for some really good work. You get tired of beating on the same guys. Listen, I had seen so many of the Colts blitzes. I could call out the blitz before that. <laughs> I knew if the mic moved over two steps to the left, they were going to give me a pirate or mic around too. You knew all of those things. So the coaches aren't getting what they want. They want to see you adjust and adapt mm -hmm. to game situations. That's what joint practices are for. Preseason games can't give you that, especially for your starters. So I understand the frustration, but I do, th I do see a lot, of, a lot of good out of it. Yeah, I think for me, I want to speak more to the visual of Aaron Donald with the two helmets. And, you know, some jokes were made or some comments were made that it could have been assault. And we've been hearing that it could be criminal. To me, that's where we've crossed the line and been irresponsible in the way that we do our jobs. Sports has always been an outlier to the law, right? There are different acts of aggression and violence that go on in between the lines or on the ice or on the court that aren't in the jurisdiction of the law. And so when we start putting these young men or these athletes in the same vein of those who commit domestic violence or, or, or a drunk guy who gets in the fight in a bar and just punches someone or even just hitting someone for what they believe or what they look like, I don't believe that's something we should do to football players in a league where we are already fighting the perception of being barbaric, already fighting fighting the perception of not being able to conduct yourselves. When you are in these settings and when you are facing another team and there are not the rules that govern real games, right. these things are going to happen. All of these guys are alpha males who are going to protect themselves and protect them te their teammates. Am I saying this is right? No. Have I popped off a helmet or two? Right? Have I run, run up to guys and punched them? Have I jumped on guys' backs when they were fighting my teammates when they were wearing the same exact colors? Absolutely. But this is no different from watching guys on skates punch other guys while they're on the ground or seeing a dude chase the mom with the bat because he was hit by a pitch. This is all in the act of playing a game. Is it right? No. But is it criminal? Absolutely not. 
It is not assault, and we have to stop speaking on these men in that way in these athletic settings as if it is something that is happening away from the game. Yeah, that was important clarification there, and thank you for saying it. You know, it's interesting because just having been around some of these joint practices lately and yeah. covering these games, the coaches always say the fighting, some of that, they hate it because of the injuries, but also yeah. because of the perception that yeah. you're bringing up. And I, I think that's, that's right. really yeah. worth saying. The other thing that they say, though, to your end of this, is that it's a great litmus test. Yeah. Robert Sala told us that last year in their joint practices, they knew that they really weren't where they needed to be. Yeah. This year against the Falcons, they felt little bit better about where they are. Right. So I think two things can be true at once, but either way, the tension's getting high and something that all these teams want to avoid. Coming up next on NFL Live, Tom Brady plans to make his preseason debut this weekend, but how will he look without key pieces of his O-line? Hear why our guys think Brady and the Bucks are going to be just fine. Shocker. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. ESPN Fantasy Football, the number one fantasy game. And with the season right around the corner, less than two weeks away, get your league started now. Don't wait. ESPN.com slash fantasy football. All right, if we're going to talk about the big man, we got to get our line judge up in here. Yeah, Let's yeah. Saturday. Let's do it. Listen, you know a thing or two about these big men up front. So we're going to put you to work and talk about some of the most important offensive lines throughout the leagues. We're going to go across the board as we inch closer to week one. Let's start with the turmoil across the O-line in Dallas. Ooh. So you think about the Cowboys. They're going to be without eight-time Pro Bowl left tackle Tyron Smith, who tore his hamstring off the bone in Wednesday's practice. He's out indefinitely. Tyler Smith, who Dallas selected in the first round of this year's draft, was slated to play guard this season. Now he could be forced to step in immediately at left tackle. The other left ta- the other tackle spot, excuse me, Terrence Steele, who ranked 57th out of 68 tackles in pass block win rate last season. So, <laughs> newsflash, that's not great. Saturday, how much confidence do you have in this Cowboys unit trying to protect Dak Prescott and help that run game? Not a ton. I- I'll say this. When you lose Tyron Smith and you're using a yard per carry because he comes out of the game, that's pretty massive. The other area of concern for me is play action pass. If you're mm. putting Tyler Smith or Ball at left tackle and asking them to one-on-one block and trying to take deep shots that is a concern for me this is a this is this is not the Cowboys lines of old right Nate Newton Stepnowski like these dudes ain't walking back in Larry Allen's not walking back in 
They want to go run the ball with Elliott and Pollard. This offensive line is going to have to do some creative things internally to make this thing go. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to watch. And again, Ooh. Tyron Smith out indefinitely. That's right. Let's go to the Bengals. They revamped their O-line this offseason after Joe Burrow just seemed like he sacked all the time. In fact, 70 times last season, including the playoffs. Third most in a season in NFL history. Of the five offensive linemen that started Super Bowl 56 for the Bengals, the only one that projects to start in week one this season is left tackle Jonah Williams. Right. So that one makes sense. So, at Saturday, you like the moves Cincinnati has made to address their O-line? Love the moves. Yeah. Listen, bringing Collins over brings a, brings a sense of attitude from the Cowboys to the Bengals. They basically built, rebuilt from the left guard on, right? So, th this offensive line gave up 80, almost 80 sacks last season, and they still wanted the Super Bowl. That number will significantly uh, drop. They will also be better in the run game. They'll be more physical up front. They have a plethora of weapons outside. They also have a very good running back. This team could really challenge again and I think it's because of the betterment of the offensive line. Really fired up for them. I mean, you think about where teams end up winning in the trenches, and I'm yes, Preach. I'm saying this for you. I'm preaching to you. Thank you. I think some people are overlooking the Bengals for that very reason. Boop, boop. Say right. it again. To the Bucks. O-line. His <laughs> <laughs> interior offensive line is going to look entirely different this season following the departures of Ali Marpet and Alex Kappa. And then the injuries to Ryan Jensen and Aaron Stinney. This is not something that Brady and the Bucks are used to, right? Entering this season, the Bucks had only used five different starting offensive line combinations since Ooh. Brady joined the team in 2020. And, yeah, that's the fewest in the NFL. That's almost unheard of. You get so much consistency there. So, how concerned are you at this point about all the changes up front for Tampa? Yeah, I'm concerned from this right. <clears throat> 2,000 snaps he had with that interior three. All three of those guys are not playing this season, or Jensen will come back maybe towards the latter part of the season. That's a big deal. And here's the deal. The interior portion of the pocket is very important for Tom Brady. He, he is also the greatest for a reason, and he will sit in the pocket. He will dink and dunk, and as the season progresses, he will get better. So my concern level is, is high early, but it diminishes pretty quickly. So I think this team still presses for it all, but I think it's going to take a little time to get situated with those front three. Yeah, you do have to think that Tom Brady coming out of retirement, you know, especially Jensen, it, that was one of the first calls he made, so Absolutely. make sure I have my center right there. This wasn't exactly what he bargained for, and let's talk a little bit more about Brady and these Bucks. As you'll see him play in preseason tonight. And this is going to be interesting to see what he ends up looking like after missing, taking a leave of absence, missing the time. The Bucks play the Colts tomorrow night, excuse me. And as we told you, not the O-line that Brady thought he would have coming out of retirement. So it's been an eventful offseason for Brady, to say the least. Let's get you caught up on all that. He announced his retirement back on February 1st, but then just 40 days later, he unretired. So Brady arrived at training camp on July 23rd. Then less than three weeks later, he left camp for a prearranged break that lasted 11 days. After returning to practice on Monday, Brady, of course, going to make that preseason debut tomorrow night against the Colts. So, Darlington, first of all, what is the plan for Brady tomorrow? I'm exhausted looking at that timeline, by the way. You've been involved in a lot of it, Jeff. <laughs> Sorry. Here's, here's the plan for Tom Brady. First of all, Todd Bowles made clear that anybody who's healthy will play in this game. Tom Brady is certainly among those. He's practicing full this week other than a Wednesday veteran day. So Brady will start this game. Uh, one point that Bowles made is that you talked about the offensive line. He wants to see this. He wants to see Brady in a game, not just a practice, with this new offensive line. He also wants to see him with Julio Jones, a new receiver, Russell Gage, a new receiver. So just because he's seen him in practice doesn't mean they've seen him in game. 
It's not going to be a lot, and we should also point out every year that Brady has been healthy since 2000, he has played in at least one preseason game. So not that unusual that he's playing in this one. Guys, nothing is happening to Tom Brady without Tom Brady having a conversation. You don't tell Tom Brady what he's doing now. He said, I want to play. Right? Can we have a conversation right. about you playing in this game? And here are all the reasons why we think it'll be beneficial for our team. And Tom, who is a team guy, is going to say, okay, coach, yeah. let's go play. <laughs> and so when you look at who this team is, right, you're bringing, bringing over new pieces like Julio Jones, uh, Russell Gage. Obviously, right. Chris Godwin is on the men. You have Kyle Rudolph. You have a new running back in Rashad White. You want all of these guys to get an opportunity to hear and feel what it sounds like to be with Tom Brady in 2022 inside of a stadium before real bullets Amen. get flying. And so that's what we're going to get from this team. And you're not going to see a lot. You're not going to put number 12 in harm's way. He's going to get the football out of his hand as well. But when you're a team that is making this transition, mm. you do want one dress rehearsal under the helm of Todd Bowles so everyone could feel what it's going to be like on game day. Yeah, I mean, to that end, dress rehearsal important because the Bucks are going to be tested early. Their yep. first four games against the Cowboys, mm. Saints, mm. Packers, and Chiefs, that's, by Ooh. the way, the hardest four-game stretch of any team to begin the season. And even just hearing the names of the teams, you go, ooh, lordy. Mm. All right, so let's get to something else. Brady's former teammate, Julian Edelman, jumped on Reddit last night for an Ask Me Anything with users. And this is exchange jumped out to us. He was asked if he would tell if Tom would tell him if he was on the mass singer. An internet rumor, of course, made the rounds during Brady's excused absence. His response, quote, let me be perfectly clear. Tom Brady is on this season of the mass singer and then ended with the squirrel emoji. So <laughs> What does um, a yeah, what does mean? I don't know, and I'm going to stay away from it because something just popped in my head that I probably shouldn't say. So, Darlington, <laughs> do you have any reporting on this? Like, is Brady actually on The Masked Singer? You know what's going on here? I can only tell you that his absence had nothing to do with The Masked Singer. I, I don't <laughs> even I, – I mean, I don't know anything about the – it had nothing to do with it. What, whatever The Masked Singer stuff is – is completely irrelevant to the absence away from the So box. he's not denying, he's just that. saying he didn't sing he, he didn't sing well enough I don't to, know. to last. That's what he said. That's what Dorn is saying. Dorn is saying that without saying I'm just reading between the lines, Jeff. You know what I mean? I'm just reading between the lines. That's, man. That, that's that Jeff yeah, connection right there. Uh, I mean listen, you know, for those who are wondering where this mass singer thing came from, it came out as a, a rumor because people said the timing added yeah. up. That's when they were filming the show and they thought maybe Brady was gonna be on it, but apparently not. And I don't know what Edelman's doing over there. Ask me anything. Dangerous zone there. All right, we got more coming your way on NFL Live. The Packers receivers finally get a pat on the back from their QB, but had they redeemed themselves enough to make Aaron Rodgers confident in his new receiving core? You're going to hear from him and find out next on NFL Live. We'll be right back. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. 
glad you're with us on NFL Live. Guys, newsflash. Aaron Rodgers knew exactly what he was doing with challenging these Packers wide receivers. Look at them now, okay? They look much better last night. Their final preseason tune-up against Kansas City. Here's Rodgers praising them on the broadcast. I mean, Devontae Adams. <laughs> I have so much love and gratitude for that man. The way he made my job so much easier. We obviously miss him. I was watching some of his highlights of the day. You know, he's one of those transcendent players. You know, I think I'm like a Steph Curry. People trying to copy him, but it's just you can't do it because you're not Devontae. So we can try and teach it and help our guys out. But at the end of the day, there's only one Devontae, and we're going to miss him. But we're going to find a way with the guys we got. I love our young group of guys. They're coming together. All right, so he did praise him. What, what he also said there was that there's not going to be another Devontae Adams, right? Which we know that. So there's no Devontae Adams. But right. how's this Packers team going to look like in your mind, right, Two things I want to start with. One, he's trolling us two ways. This whole Steph Curry, Michael Jordan thing, that they keep going back, Devontae, this love fest thing, <laughs> I'm tired of it already. I'm done with it. Stop putting it on there. Second of all, the whole woe is me. Man, my receivers ain't playing good. Ain't getting worse. I'm going to say it in the public, and everybody's going to have an uproar because he should have said it to him privately he did say it to him privately and he says it to him publicly and that's what the good quarterbacks yep. do they challenge their team to yep. step up he has full expectations these young guys that have been drafted Rodgers last year and then two this year right Dobbs Watson like these guys are going to have to play but he does have starters that he knows who, who can who can uh, participate and be productive this whole thing if you don't believe that Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers offense is going to be legit, I got oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you. Because you have <laughs> Ain't out there. your freaking Ain't got nothing out there. They are going to be legit. They have a very good offense. They got good running backs. They're going to have good receivers. And you have Aaron Rodgers who knows how to develop receivers. Just mm-hmm. look at history. It will repeat itself. So slow it down. Hey, man, when, when you have the type of arm talent where you're basically walking the football to guys and handing them to them, yes. guys are going to be able to make plays. Yep. And if we look at Aaron Rodgers throughout his career, the one thing he's done famously is protect the football. That's he does right. not turn the football over. And he finds ways to help guys be better, whether it's Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson. Uh, you can go James also to Jones. Randall Cobb, go to James Jones, and then to Devontae Adams. He's found the receivers to be go-to guys, and then he's also been able to distribute the ball to the other people, to other skill positions. This team is going to run the football first with Jones and A.J. Dillon. They are going to play not good, but excellent defense, which is going to allow Aaron Rodgers to have to be Aaron Rodgers for a little bit of the game, right? right? He's not going to have to win it. He's not going to have to go out and be the third and win his third MVP in a row. He's going to have to make huge plays in critical football moments, and he's done that his entire life. And so when you hear him talk, and sometimes I know it does sound arrogant and it does sound smug, but you know what that's from? That's from experience. Mm -hmm. That's from experience of always finding a way to be one of the best quarterbacks in the world. And I take it back to the offseason where he said, man, yeah, everybody's saying I have a down year. It's crazy. My down year is 24 touchdowns and four picks. Right. That's how good he is. And this team is going to be really good this year. The only thing I would say, and I'm merely just devil's advocate right here because it's my job, I do think Aaron Rodgers is the greatest to play right now. Okay, let me just clarify that. But he hasn't necessarily done it in the NFC Championship. Yeah, agreed. So, so what I would ask you is looking at this team, looking at this roster, looking at no Devontae Adams, the offense will look slightly different. 
are they the NFC champion this year? I think they can be. And here's why. What what RC said, a better defense and a more accomplished run game Mm -hmm. takes the pressure off of Aaron having to be Aaron in January, in cold weather against good defensive teams. It takes the pressure off of those receivers having to make play after play. They can lean on Mm -hmm. another facet of their football team, which they have had to develop. So I agree. They can be, but it's not only going to be because of one player. Player, It will be because of the complement of the guys around him. I get excited talking about the NFC Championship. We're getting so close to the season, and all of these teams right now in their final preseason tune-ups over this week. We're going to talk a little bit more about that next on the show as we head to the Saints in New Orleans. Jameis Winston back at practice, but his preseason debut might not be until week one. We may not see him until week one. How can he prep for success if he doesn't play in the preseason? RC's got some keys. That's next. New on NFL Live, this news out of the Ravens activating offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley. This is huge off pup. That gives him a chance to be ready for the opener. Also, you see on the tweet there, too, Baltimore placing Tyus Bowser on pup, which means he's going to miss at least the first four games of the season. Increases the need for another pass rusher. But the good news for the Ravens, Ronnie Stanley should be ready to go for the opener. Let's get to the Saints. They're going to play their final preseason game. And our Jeremy Fowler just tweeted that Jameis Winston is expecting to play in some capacity tonight versus the Chargers for a source. Now, Winston has been battling a right foot sprain, keeping him out of the first two preseason games as he's already coming back from the ACL tear, but they don't consider the foot a major setback, more just out of precaution there. So I doubt we see Jameis that much tonight, RC, but how big is it just to have him getting some action preseason games? Listen, I think it's huge. You know, if you look at Jameis Winston, also it's from a confidence standpoint. Sometimes when you battle injuries, it starts to seem like a long road to getting back on the grass in stadiums with your teammates. And so for Jameis Winston to have this experience, to be able to go into this season now feeling like he has recovered enough to be the starting quarterback is big. And also the other piece is this. This team has a really good roster. The New Orleans Saints have an opportunity to challenge for the NFC Championship. And so if they're healthy, they can be extremely explosive offensively, but they're going to be so stingy on defense. Jameis will know and he will feel I do not have to get it all on one play to win, and that's going to be big for this team. Yeah, listen, I I look at this football team, I completely agree. One of the best two rosters in the NFL, Chargers, Saints. You look at them from top to bottom, Mm. this team is loaded. They got a good offensive line, they got a great running back, they got great skill positions on the outside. I mean, you just look at them from an offensive perspective and they are scary. Then to to RC's point, you flip them over, they probably have one of the best front sevens in the NFL. A great defensive back when you put all those pieces and parts together. And by the way, they're Tampa Buccaneers kryptonite. Like they can't they, beat them in the regular season. Yeah. boys up. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like when you think about this team coming through the NFC South and what it looks like and then start comparing them to other NFC teams, they if Jameis Winston plays his role, I liken this to Jimmy G and the 49ers. Mm. Mm. All you have to do is play your role. You don't have to be special. You just have to be consistent. Don't give the ball to the other team. This team will put you in positions to win games. I know Dennis Allen has 
has a bit of a rocky with the Raiders. I know this is a new head coach type deal, but this team is loaded with talent, yeah. Yeah. and I think they push for the NFC Championship. You know, we saw some of what you're talking about, just not overdoing it from Jameis Winston, yeah. staying within himself in the seven games he played That's last right. year. But just a reminder, he did sit behind Drew Brees all of 2020. He hasn't played that much. I- I'm curious if you feel like with the weapons that they have, Chris Olave, I'm excited yeah. to see him in this offense, Michael Thomas hopefully getting healthy. You still got Alvin Kamara. Is this the type of situation where Jameis in his mind can think, I do just need to get it to these weapons because they are so good? No, absolutely. And also, when you get an opportunity to watch old Drew Brees, right? Like, I'm not talking about that's prime a, Drew Brees. That's a great Yeah, point. prime Drew Brees could really throw it anywhere he wanted to, and he understood it. Older Drew Brees had to get the football out of his hand. He had to allow his skilled players and playmakers to get run after the catch, put them in the best position to now show the world what they can do. That's all Jameis has to do. That's right. But the one thing Jameis does have, he still has the arm talent. He can still push the football down the field, so you can add on to that by being smart first and then taking the big plays when they come. Quick, Bucks or Saints? Well, I'm going Saints right now. Then I'm starting out. Bucks. I'm starting Bucks. But if the Saints play like I believe they can, the Saints can be the better team at the end of the season. I'll let that pass, but you didn't really answer my question. I did. <laughs> Laura? All right. All right. Time for one more thing before we go. Uh, and listen, we love a good doppelganger moment on this show. And uh, apparently there's Andy, uh, a this, lot of Andy oh, Reid out man. there. I mean, honestly, this I'm is, not that's, sure. Is that him? That's, or free, is that? that's free drinks and food. Yeah, this is good. Hey, I'm letting you know, my man. <laughs> where you go? Is this stash real, though? Or is that that's a, a real stash real. That's he grew that in the offseason. Hey, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he looks... <laughs>